And though he faces obstacles, resistance, and great pressure, he will not crack. He will not give up until things are set right. Even coastlands wait patiently for his instruction. Though he faces obstacles, resistance, and great pressure. Though he, my servant, face obstacles, resistance, and great pressure. There will be great resistance to the new things of God. There will be great obstacles to the new things that he will be showing to you and me. And there will be great opposition that will be raising its ugly head. But remember that the source of the obstacles, the resistance, the opposition are never from flesh and blood or the flesh and blood speaking to you. This the source of the obstacles, resistance and opposition will always have their origin from the spirit of the Antichrist, opposing what the Lord is showing to you and to me. All of the opposition and the resistance and the going on in your head, around you, from other people and everything, it has no origin in flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is only the conduit being used by the Antichrist spirit to try to stop the new things from coming about in your, in, in your life. They're always, they are always from the spirit of the Antichrist. So you must remember this very important point in order for you and me to stay out of becoming offended at human beings. That is from the devil. Amen. Amen. So according to Mark chapter four, you will find out in Mark chapter four, you'll find that Jesus said that offense or when we become offended at anything, it will always stop the word of God from producing, from, from producing harvest. And the harvest we're expecting that he wants us to expect is the harvest of the new things that God will be revealing. So avoid offense at all costs. If you have to do like I have to do sometimes, when I sense the spirit of offense coming upon me because of somebody running their miles in the wrong direction, in the wrong way, just get, just walk out of the room. Just, just walk outside. That's outside here. Just walk out of the room. Just be quiet and walk out of the room. They don't have to know anything. They'll probably, they, they might even say, hmm, I got him or her straight. I told him I'll just walk out of the room. It is more important for you. Excuse me. Thank you. It's more important for me that I avoid becoming offended and taking offense. It's more important for me to avoid it and not take it than to pass, than to miss out on the new things from God being manifested in my life. The people who are being used or maybe being used by the enemy, they are irrelevant and insignificant in the grand scheme of things as far as the new things God wants for my life. That's just me personally. And if that offended you, then you might need to get them walk out of the room right now. <laughs> in, in, in lieu of missing out on the new things. Y'all catch, y'all follow what I'm saying? Jesus said, people who hear the word, Satan comes immediately and one of the things he uses is offense. They immediately become offended. And when they become offended, they're Hard dirt, and it cannot produce the harvest. I, my brothers and sisters, am not going to let, I, thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I can sense him telling me, get serious about what I'm about to say here, because he's hearing my words. He's going to hold me to this. I refuse to allow offense to overtake me and to hold me this entire year in the name of Jesus. I will see manifested in my life the new things that God has for me. That's me. 
Now, I don't know about you. I can only speak for me and earnest tea. Third thing that the Lord said he will, he will do in 20. The second thing was, excuse me. The second, oh, I didn't. The second thing was, you will, you, there will be great obstacles, resistance, and opposition. And I forgot to tell you this. I would be remiss if I didn't say that to you, and I would be less than a good shepherd if I didn't tell you that there will be resistance. There will be opposition. There will be great, great op- uh, 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 obstacles that the enemy will throw in your path to stop the new things from developing. Some of you will be hit with forgetfulness. Won't even, once you leave this building, you might not even recall anything that's being said today. And then 2020 will go by and you will say, man, this is December 2020. We're about to go into 2021. No new thing will have happened in your life. Good. (laughs) I didn't say bad. No good new thing or no new good thing will have happened in your life. Take heed to what's being said. This is a, remember Miss Trina, we talked about this a while back. This is a prophetic word. This is straight out of the voice and the word of the prophet Isaiah. And God is using me this morning to prophesy and speak to you a prophetic word. Okay, number three. We got number two. We have number one, new things. Number two, resistance to the new thing. Number three, he left me on a good note. He left me on a high note. (laughs) It's always good to be left on a high note. A high note. A good note, right? (laughs) I can get higher than that, too. First John amplified. The third thing he said to me is directly connected or connected directly with the first thing, the new things being shown. This third thing is directly connected or connected directly and specifically to the new things he will be showing us. I don't know if the title, I guess the title of this message could be new things. How about that? Is that good enough? You're gonna, you, how about that? That'd be, uh, did you have a good title for it? Okay, new things. New things. First John, little bitty John, chapter 5, verse 14, 15, amplified. Ready? Got it. Cool, man, faster than I was. First John 5, I thought I was being quicker than you. First John, chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. When you're there, say there. Cool. Here we go. And this is the confidence. Now, y'all listen to this. I'm going to try to read this slowly for you. Not that you're slow, but I want, this, I want you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in this one. And this is the confidence, the assurance, and the privilege of boldness, which we have in the Father. This is amplified only. You won't find this in any other version. And I'm reading this specifically for, the, for a reason, because this is the way the Lord gave this to me out of the Amplified. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness, which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, He listens to and he hears us. Confidence in asking. 
say it. Assurance in asking. The privilege of boldness. You know what that phrase says? I know you, I know you know what that phrase I know, I know, I know, I believe I know what that phrase says to me. But do you know what that says to you? That we, he has given us an opportunity, a privilege of being bold in our asking. It's a privilege. You know what a privilege is? It's, 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 go ahead. That's it. It's something that I don't earn or I nor do I deserve, but is reserved for those who qualify. It's not for everybody. But it could be if they qualified. It's a privilege. It's not a he didn't say this is our right. He said this is a privilege to us. See, we don't have a right to drive. <laughs> in, in, in Texas. We don't, have to write, we don't have a right to a driver's license. We have a privilege. That's a privilege. Ah, <sighs> You hear what he said? He said, I have made something a privilege for the body of Christ. This is what he had. We have this in him, and we are sure that if we ask anything, we make any request. Oh, God. What are the qualifiers on that? None. What are the, what are the limitations on that? None. Any, anything, make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan. He listens to and he hears us. That's pretty good, isn't it? The only two things I need to know is what is his, his will. Who said that? His will. And the other thing I need to know is what? His plan. If I know those two things, I can ask anything in agreement with that. And it's a privilege. I can have boldness. I can have confidence. I can have, what's the other words? I can be assured. I can be sure. I don't, that's pretty good. Isn't that good? I know y'all said, yeah, but what about that will and that plan thing? Just hang on. We're going to get to that real quickly. Verse 15. And since or and if or since we positively know, notice what he said. He said, if we ask anything according in anything at all in agreement with his plan and his will, he hears and he listens to us. Right. That what 14 says. He said that right now, since we positively know that he listens to whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions, the request made of him. Somebody decipher that for me. Tear that apart. In your own words, put 14 and 15 together and tell me what you heard. Can you put them both together? I know the 14 and 15 won't fit up there, will it? It'd be too tiny of writing. See what we can come up with. See, see if I can squint my eyes close enough because that's a whole lot of said. You have it already? You have the translation? Give, me your, give us your turn, translation while we go up there to 14 and 15. Want me to read? Give us your translation. Um, I can be confident that I currently have the things that I ask of him because I'm asking according to his 
plan. I have been. You are asking according to and in agreement with his own plan. You have them when? Now. now, as your present possession. What were you about to say? We're going to get what we ask for. Okay? Anybody else? Now, see, what he said is different from what she said. You agree? Did I hear somebody say, mm-hmm, or was that you said, mm-hmm? I'm what she said. You are dittoing what she said. So you are in agreement with what she said. And what she said is different from what he said. What's the difference between what he said and she said? The tense, past tense already done, and future tense will have. So what he said was future, mm -hmm. will have, or will get. Mm -hmm. What she said, it's already done. It's already done. What does the scripture say? It, it says it's present. I have it now. He said, let me read it through. I'm going to read it through here. And she's right. That's the difference between the two. Excuse me. The tense of the receiving. Oh, I ain't never put it that way before. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That was directly from me. That's pretty good, isn't it? Holy Ghost just led me into all truth. She said, leave me alone, boy. I'm trying to read that. So he just let me. The tense, present, past, or future tense of our receiving has everything to do with the manifestation of what we receive. That's good. 14 and 15 together say, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege, the boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, he listens to us and he hears us. And if or since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted as our present possessions the request made of him. In other words, I find out what his will is. I find out what his plan is. I ask in agreement with it, I receive it, and I move on to the next subject. And I say, it's mine. Hmm. As my present possession. What? As my present possession. Whatever it is I ask, it, when I go through this, I then know I have it as my present possession, not as my, and this is not knocking down because my wife had to teach me the difference between what you said and she said. She taught me this. Can I tell you what she taught me? She told me years ago, and boy, it's been etched in the back of my head and just running around in my head and surrounding my whole brain now. She told me, Junior, how many of y'all know who she was talking to? Me. That would be me. She said, Junior, every time you say, I'm going to get or I'm going to do. She said, you just keep pushing it further out in front of you into the future. I said, what do you mean? She said, it is actually going from you. It does not imply getting closer. And I had not thought about that. But coming from a school teacher, I could uh, you, you, a school teacher knew the difference between words and their meaning. And she said, every time you say it's going, it's actually going from you. And it's, you're sending it further away from you. You don't want to do that, do you, Junior? No, I want it now. She said, well, stop saying it's going to happen. It's going there's a place way out down yonder called Happen. <laughs> like I'm going to Terrell. I'm going to Will's Point. 
what I was believing God for, catch this, Loretta. It was going to the city called Happen. It's going to happen. It's happened was somewhere down there. I never found a map to it. Now, I couldn't argue with this woman. Yes, Tim, change it. I could have argued, but I would have been a loof to argue with her with a capital F. I would have been aloof to argue with truth because she was telling me that having something as my present possession is not something that is down in the future. It's right now. Ooh, that's good news. So, in closing, what does that mean? I'm real close. Matter of fact, I think the very next, yeah, here we go. The things the new things that God has been showing us is directly connected with this 1 John 14, 15. The, these verses should be our foundational scriptures to stand upon for the entire year of 2020 for everything we desire of God. This came hot from him. He said, these should be our foundational scriptures. This should be my foundational scripture for everything that I'm desiring of him. Changing the tense of when I receive. Mark eleven twenty three and 24, he says, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall. When, when do I believe? When I pray. When do I receive? When I pray. First John says, same thing. Anywho, now, once God, here we go. In, yeah, I'm on the closing page. Once God reveals the new things to you, then he has just revealed his plan, his purpose, and his will. Once God reveals and shows you and speaks to you the new thing, he has just revealed his will, his plan, and his purpose. I'm going to say that again. God said in the first thing, first point was he will show us new things, right? And he also said, he said, I'll speak them, I'll reveal them to you, and then I'll do them. You know what he said? We covered that, right? So once he speaks something to you, he just spoke his plan to you. Once he speaks something to you, that new idea, that new purpose, that new whatever it is, he just spoke his will to you. <laughs> Don't fight it. Take it. Once he speaks it to you, he just show you his purpose for you. Now, 1 John 5, 14 kicks in as your foundational scripture, because when you ask him anything that's in agreement with that will, that plan, that purpose, that new thing, you can be assured and confident that you have as your present possession that new thing. That's right. You follow what I'm saying? You follow what he's saying? He's. Anybody ever heard of the kiss theory? What is the kiss theory? I'm not talking about the guy with the long tongue. What is the kiss theory? Keep it simple, Keep it simple stupid. What's the kiss myth? You didn't heard that one. Kiss myth. Mm -hmm. M-I-F. That was one I learned back when I was in the insurance business up in Illinois, and that came from going to uh, conferences. And that was one of the things that the instructor at the conference said, you should, a, a person who conducts a conference or a, uh, what they call those, uh, session or, huh? 
Seminar, that's the word I'm looking for. A person who is conducting a seminar should always follow the KISS myth theory or the KISS myth principle. The KISS part I knew. Say it again. Keep it simple, stupid. Okay. We're going to, and that's it. Huh? Drop the stupid. No, no, no. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. But keep, leave it there. No, I mean for the myth part. No. K-I-S dash M-I-F. Sell your insurance? No. <laughs> Keep it simple. Make it fun. Anybody conducting a seminar should always keep things simple and make it fun. Don't make it a drudgery for people. So kiss me. So here's what God is kiss miffing us. Can you hear what I say? He is kiss-miffing us. He is keeping it simple for us to be, a, and he's making it fun to me, for me to be able to get any and everything I want and desire that's in his plan and purpose for me. And where do I find out his plan and purpose for me? He tells me out of his word. Do you realize what God said? I've op I'll open up Genesis to, third to Jude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm refusing to go to Revelation because that's what we talked about this morning. I said, what should we talk about this morning? She said, the book of Revelation. I told her, okay, you teach on the book of Ezekiel. So, so I'm refusing to go to Revelation. But actually, he showed me something in the book of Revelation also. But it wasn't about the end times. That's not my, that's not my, as Ms., uh, what's her name, you, Elaine, you said, that's not my bailiwick. That's not my neck. That's not my anointing. I'm not anointed to talk about the end times. I mean, I'm, I'm anointed to talk about these times. Because if I can help people to get through these times, they won't just commit suicide and give up and quit. Because they got all of eternity to enjoy the end times. But they're having a, excuse me, put in eternity. They're having a hell of a time enjoying this time. And Jesus said, I came that you may have life. life. And that, say what, baby girl? Full 